got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here. Welcome back to Coffee and Crypto Live, guys. We go live at 9.30, no, just kidding, you thought, 10 o'clock Eastern every single weekday, Monday through Friday, bring you the latest Bitcoin and cryptocurrency technical on-chain and fundamental analysis of Bitcoin and crypto markets. So guys, we have a lot to talk about in today's show. Is the Bitcoin crash going to continue? As many of you know, Bitcoin is down around $40,000. Cardano's down south of a dollar and Ethereum is pushing close to $3,000. Many people wondering, is Bitcoin going to start falling below critical levels such as 37,700, setting a new lower low and attempting to invalidate the uptrend that we're in? Or is Bitcoin going to hold on the zone of support that I told you yesterday Bitcoin would probably go down to? Yesterday, we talked about how Bitcoin would probably go down to between 38,700 and $40,000. As of this morning, Bitcoin pulled back down to $39,400 right there in the middle of that zone. Is the bottom in or is Bitcoin about to go even lower? We're going to talk about all of that and more in our technical analysis segment. Then we're also going to be talking about CPI data that was just released. We're sitting at 8.5%, a 1.2% annualized CPI increase in March alone. We're also going to be talking about how housing prices have gone up nearly 25% over just the last two years, ever since the beginning of the pandemic. And we're going to talk about a couple of other stories as well, including a story on a Bitcoin pack, looking at on-chain metrics, and also how Michael Jordan and his team are launching an NFT line on the XRP blockchain. A lot to talk about today, but let's go ahead and introduce all of our wonderful co-hosts. I am joined, as always, by T.A. Tim. How you doing, Tim? What's up, everybody? Uh, it's a groggy morning for me. I am, as my team even found out, I'm, I'm irritable today. Uh, as some of you guys know, you follow me on Twitter, I uh, started Aww. I started the carnivore diet Sunday, and it's going good. I haven't cheated, but I'm, maybe I'm getting that uh, keto flu. Or I, don't, I don't know. I'm exhausted, and... But, you know, Bitcoin's doing well, so... You know, Bitcoin is doing well. As of yesterday, it's doing well. We'll talk more about that later. Bitcoin's doing well. Uh, Tim looks like he's about to fall asleep, so I'm going to throw it to Kelly. Kelly, how you doing, buddy? Welcome to the show. Well, I mean, I just had to start with this just to make people remember higher highs, higher lows all the way through. Uh, but how am I doing? I'm doing excellent. Uh, you know, I've been back here in New York. You guys were at the conference. I was getting everything back settled here in New York, uh, back into the charts, back on working on that next course for Club DeFi. Uh, so I'm excited, man. We got a lot to talk about today. Uh, no market structures broken yet. So I don't know why we're so, even me, part of my emotions are getting jostled around with this, these very small price changes. Why is that? The man. market says we're still higher, high, higher, low. So that's all I got for you now. We'll dive into it. Man, I'm just excited. Today feels like a good day. Today feels like a day where something amazing is going to happen. I've been very joyful all morning. Hopefully you've been very joyful all morning. I've been running around singing, being all energetic. I don't know where it came from. I'm just really excited. I think it's going to be a great day. I think it's going to be a great stream. And I also need to introduce our great friend, Smay. How are you doing, Smay? I'm doing fantastic. Because, you know, although... The cards were stacked yesterday. I went to the gym this morning, uh, and I've been consistent about it. And I am very excited. I'm very happy. I'm getting back on that grind. Uh, I feel great. Um, and ultimately, guys, I'm just I'm my, some one of my favorite things I get to do is get to say great names, and that's ultimately what makes me very happy. All right, so uh, I, we got a brand new. Can I get the horns? Welcome to becoming a Jebi Knight. That is so, thank Woo. you so much. We love your support. We have Tom Wilkes, Crypto Alchemist, Eye of the Beholder, Crypto Sec Guy, Why You Loud, Crypto AI, Sultan of Salt, Matt C. Who else we got here? Colin McDonald, Kevin Flores, uh, Crypto JMP, uh, Win Peoples, who else we got here? Jeremy Shorter, oh my gosh, so many people, so many names. I love all of seeing all of this, all the all the names. I get to read them. Uh, and then, uh, oh, man, it just makes me so happy. Uh, 
Back to you, Jeb. Back to me? Oh my gosh, guys, it's gonna be a great stream. Let's go ahead and smash those like buttons, those like buttons, that like button, there's only one of them, but you can help to get that number 1K next to it. Let's see if we can't get 1,000 likes in this stream. Got 800 people watching, already 200 likes, and I haven't even asked for them yet, so make sure you smash that like button, subscribe to the channel, and get excited, because tomorrow the beta for Club DeFi is going live. As you know, we had a sign-up page for Club DeFi. You can go to clubdefi.com, and you will see it. There's a countdown. I'll actually bring it up on screen right now if we bring up clubdefi.com you can see club defi's page will be going live in one day 52 minutes and 50 seconds go to clubdefi.com if you don't know what that is that is the product that we've been working on for over a year and a half that is a community-based educational experience because we are trying to take back the power from the education systems and put it in the hands of the cryptocurrency space by investing in your education club defi will be going live tomorrow for those 200 people it is a closed beta we announced club defi and within 12 hours we had nearly 500 signups we're only taking two 200 seats right now. In a couple of weeks, we'll be taking another 200 seats. And then after that, we will be going for a full launch in the next probably eight to 12 weeks. We don't know the exact launch date yet, but we will be communicating that with you. Get excited, guys. Tell us in the comments and in the chat, are you excited for Club DeFi? I know I am. For those 200, you will be getting into it tomorrow. And I am going to be sharing so much with you guys about how excited I am. I'm just so excited for Club DeFi, guys. We've been working on it for a year and a half. We've had to keep quiet about it. Tim, are you excited for Club DeFi? Tell me a little bit about what you're thinking with it. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Hey, you turn that frown upside you turn down, that mister. Frown upside if down, I mister. hear you in a bad mood in the rest of the show, Give I'm going to go over there and mood. I'm going to smack some sense into you. I'm wearing a snowboarding hat. I am excited because uh, maybe that's part of my exhaustion is all the work that's got That's, that's true. There's a I'm lot so of I'm so ready for you guys to see because that's what's so frustrating, I think, sometimes is, is the amount of hours we put into it and no one is benefiting from it whatsoever. Yeah. So I think I'm just ready for you guys to have I think I you just too. didn't sleep good last night. That's, that's awesome. That's part of it, too. That's part of it. Well, guys, no, we got... You, Go Tim, ahead, Tim misses me. Tim misses That's me being there in the house with him. That's true. We do, we do, we do miss Kelly. We do miss Kelly. Hey, shout out by the way, Crypto Keeper Nick is in chat. So great to meet all of you. Walked oh. up to me on the street and he said hi, and I said hello. You're a lot taller than I thought you were. I didn't recognize you behind the sunglasses. Then he was like, I'm Nick. And I'm like, oh, duh. What's up, Nick? How you doing, uh, man? Nick, I, I'm gonna be texting you today, just so you know. Boom sauce. There you go. Well, guys, we got a lot to talk about today. Let's go ahead and jump on over to Coin Market Cap. I just, I just really do. I know I've said it like four times. I just think today's gonna be a great day. I think it's gonna be a great stream. Let's jump on to it right now. Bitcoin trading at forty thousand five hundred dollars. It is down one point three percent over the last twenty four hours. Down thirteen percent in the last seven days. I love seeing me a good thirteen percent discount. I'm not personally looking to scoop up any more Bitcoin right now. But for any of you guys that are, might not be a bad time. We're gonna talk about why here in a little bit. A lot of people calling this a crypto crash. I'm calling on this a crypto discount. I am excited, guys. Ethereum up 0.69% over the last 24 hours, down 12% in the last seven days. We got XRP down 14%. It's in the news today. We're going to talk about that. Solana down 20%. That's not enough. Should be down 100%. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm not ragging on Solana that bad. I don't think it's a terrible project. I just don't know if it should be in the top 10. But we're also looking at Cardano down 20%. Luna down 25%. Avalanche down 17%. Seeing some gains today, though. We're seeing a little bit of a recovery day. If you look at Bitcoin, as Kelly talked about earlier, my chart is lagging. As Kelly talked about earlier, we are seeing higher highs and we are seeing higher lows. So long as Bitcoin stays above the critical level of 37,700, then it is still setting higher highs. As you can see, that is the high, uh, that excuse me higher lows that is the low that we set back here on the 14th of March if we stay above that it's going to be all peachy and what we're also seeing is that the rest of the cryptocurrency market is going through a little bit of a green day. Great band. We are seeing a little bit of a bounce right here over the last 24 hours on Bitcoin. We're also seeing the same thing happen on Ethereum, as you can see right there. And we're also seeing the same thing happen on ADA. Bouncing bullish. It tried to break bearish out of its symmetrical triangle pattern, and the bull said, no, I don't think so. We're going to buy at 90 cents because a 90 cent Cardano is a very, very good Cardano. We definitely like buying down there. Now, guys, what I also want to mention is the market dominance on Bitcoin. If we look at the dominance charts right now, you will see something very interesting. Bitcoin is losing market dominance to the likes of Ethereum. For some reason, coin market cap is glitching out whenever you zoom in here. So I'm going to have to keep it on maximum resolution here. I don't know why it's not working correctly. That's on coin market cap side. Sorry about that. But as you can see, ever since about a month ago, Bitcoin was sitting at 42.5% dominance. As of more recently, it's sitting at 409 In fact, today it's sitting at 408 If we look 
at the same time, Ethereum's dominance has gone from 17.75 to 19.72. So Ethereum is outpacing Bitcoin, and so too are some of the other altcoins. If we look at Solana, if we look at Luna, then we can see that some of these projects are doing very, very well. You can see Terra has gone up uh, a little bit. It's actually trading kind of sideways, but over the last three to six months or so, it's gone up significantly. The point being, as Bitcoin is down, the altcoins are not down quite as much, and the altcoins are actually starting to take dominance from Bitcoin, which is a good sign because, as we've talked about before, when the altcoins are doing well, despite Bitcoin, it means that the altcoins can actually kick off an alt season without Bitcoin. Four years ago, five years ago, when I got into the space, I've been in crypto almost five years now, when I got into the space, that was flat out impossible. You could not have an altcoin kick off an alt season. It just, uh, without Bitcoin running in the first place, it was just not going to happen. The power was not there. You're trying to push this giant 15-ton boulder, and you're like this little mouse. That's what the altcoins were doing. But now, the altcoin space is actually bigger than the Bitcoin market itself. And so, the altcoins are able to do quite a lot on their own, and the altcoins are managing to outpace Bitcoin. So that is a very good sign, and that does speak to the maturation, the maturity of the space. It also speaks to the growth of the altcoin space and the expansion, not only vertically and de uh, not only vertically of how powerful Bitcoin is, but also laterally how wide the space is, how much the space is doing. I've talked about in business many times with different people that I mentor and I talk about with growing and running businesses. You'd want to build a business very tall. You want to get very good at one thing, and then you can start branching out. Apple got very good at personal computers before it tried anything else, and then it branched out and now it does everything, right? Well, the cryptocurrency market and the sector of cryptocurrency was very similar. It got very good at Bitcoin. Bitcoin went to a quarter trillion dollars, and then the altcoin started branching out. It's like a big oak tree. It grows tall, and then it grows wide. Now we're seeing it grow wide. That speaks to the maturation of the space. In the same way, when a company is able to branch out beyond one product, that speaks to the maturation of the company, and that is a very good and healthy thing for this industry. But let's go ahead and jump on over to Bitcoin. We we have a lot to talk about here today, guys. First and foremost, we want to talk about this quote-unquote scare quotes crypto crash, a lot of people are calling it. I do not believe that what we're seeing right now is a crypto crash. I believe a crypto crash would be dropping from $37,000 down to $30,000. Now that I would call a crash. I call this a correction. And the difference between those two words just comes down to the market structure. If we look at the market structure right now, Bitcoin is setting higher lows. At least that's what it looks like we're doing. We don't know where the bottom is yet, but at the moment, we have to run with the assumption that we are setting higher lows because we are bullish until proven bearish. Remember that concept of innocent until proven guilty? Well, we're bullish until proven bearish or bearish until proven bullish. Right now we're proven bullish, so we side with the bulls and we assume that they're in charge, even if on the short term they're not, because that is the faction that we are currently in alignment with, as that's what the chart has shown us through the higher highs and higher lows. So at the moment, I would not call this a crash, I would call this a correction in a longer term uptrend. I think that it's a very important thing that we distinguish between the two, because if we go around and start calling everything a crash, then what we're going to do is we're going to fearmonger ourselves and we will emotionally convince ourselves that we are in a worse situation than we actually are. I hope that makes sense. Our words are very powerful. That's why we try to be very careful with titles. The reason that we put the title of the YouTube stream here in scare quotes is because everybody is calling it a Bitcoin crash. That doesn't necessarily mean that we think it is a Bitcoin crash. I want to make that very clear for you. So what is this? This is a crypto correction, in my opinion. Right now, we are bouncing in between the zone of $38,700 and $40,000 that we identified yesterday. I drew this zone yesterday. We have since bounced down into it. Let me go ahead and remind you where that comes from. $40,000 is a critical level, just mainly because it is a, it is a big even, and also because of other trading that is taking place there. But $38,700, uh, $38, somewhere in that range, is also the peak of the, v, of the VPVR, looking at the last year and a half of price action. So that tells us that that zone is critically important. What I want to see happen now is I want to see Bitcoin bounce and rally. Doesn't have to be a whole lot out of this market. And I also want to see it stay above this uptrending level of support right here, which it is currently bouncing off of as well. At the, at the core of the issue, Bitcoin is at a decision point. It has a decision to make. Will Bitcoin bounce and rally to the upside or will Bitcoin break below this support zone? That's the question of the hour. Make sure you smash that like button if you're enjoying today's stream. Tell us what you think in the chat. Tim, do you think we're going to break down below 38,700 or will we hold this zone? Good question. I, I, 
I think it's potentially possible, although I'm not going to say that it's necessarily what I Full think. Screen. And the reason why, if you go to my chart here, Smay, and I'm going to start on the daily chart, there's a couple different things that I think are calling for reversal. We talked about this a little bit yesterday, but one more got added today. The first one, of course, is that continual. We have uh, bullish RSI divergence forming. I just pulled up the TD sequential, so you guys are going to see we're getting really close to even TD sequential saying on the daily chart it's time to necessarily go back up. But I'm going to put that down for just a second. We're also... Oop, did the wrong one. Give me a second, guys. Bollinger Bands, we are over, underextended or overextended to the downside on the Bollinger Bands. This is another sign I'm looking for, especially now that I see that this candle right here turned green. We have a green day so far. Let's let's watch that candle close, but if we can continue to hold a green candle right there, I think that's a really good sign. Uh, so I'll tell you on that. We have our bullish RSI divergence, as I said. If you guys are wondering what I'm talking about, look at these dates right here. There's actually a couple of them, but I'm going to use the more recent one uh, using the date right here on 13th, the 12th of March. March, actually. Uh, the price has still going up. We're still setting higher lows, but the RSI is down. We did not only close a red candle, we have a green one at the moment. So again, that's why I said if we can close green on this candle, then of course, that's going to be a little nice close that sets up uh, a hidden bullish RSI divergence, which is a continuation pattern. And the last one is you guys have heard us talking about uh, the ascending the, the ascending triangle because we've talked about that here for a while. If I go to my other chart, come on now, load for me there. So this is the ascending triangle we've talked about here now for a while, putting on my RSI. Uh, we're right there at that level. But what I have drawn on this other chart is actually it seems like we're in a rising channel at the moment. We're at the bottom side. Now, this is where you kind of have to take the good with the bad. This is probably a, a spot, if you're a trader, is great to buy. But just so you guys know, I'm, I'm not saying that this is going to play out as a bear flag and go down to 20000 But if some of you are wondering, Tim or Jeb or whoever... Where are people getting $20,000 from with Bitcoin price predictions? It's right here. It's this flag that we have right here. We have a poll. If I take this flag and extrapolate, let's say, for example, we broke bearish out of this, which, again, like I said, is a possibility. That's where people are coming down here and saying $20,000. But... When you're paying attention to news, when you're paying attention to on-chain metrics, when you're paying attention to the details, I talked about this on the in the planning meeting this morning with T Shroom and Smay and, and Shannon. Shannon was sitting there with us. But but despite the fact that the price keeps moving, 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 what we're looking at happening right now is the floor. And you can go off my chart now, Smay, if you want. The floor of Bitcoin keeps rising. And what do I mean by that? When you're looking at on-chain metrics of outflows from exchanges, the people who are turning their money to illiquid supply, meaning it will not be sold, it is theirs, it's away from being sold. The floor keeps rising. So when I hear people talk about $20,000, is it possible? Absolutely. But is it likely? No, it's not because the floor of Bitcoin is rising. And what I think is really cool right now is I think you're never going to hit that floor perfectly. You're never going to wipe out all supply that could be sold or a rebought. You're going to get close to that floor. And I'm I'm looking at these prices right now, Jeb. And like you said, 38, I think 38 is within striking range. Uh, I think it's possible. But I yeah. also think there's a lot of rationale to say, hey, guys, we're super close to the floor. We had the FUD article come out about the Fed. And, and we're going to talk more about it later. And the reason I call it FUD is because it's fear, uncertainty, and doubt. It could be true. But as it stands right now, we don't know details. We don't know facts. At this point, it is just FUD. I think that that FUD has played out. It's time for the price actually to rally a little bit, especially when we look at those inflation rates. I think people are going to start buying. Again, maybe it's 38, but I, I actually think there's a better argument for saying it's ready to rally rather than crash. I think you're absolutely right, and I think the reason for that has to do with inflation, as we'll talk about later. Right now, guys, the inflation rate is just came out reported at, I believe it was 8.5%. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. That's ridiculous. In my opinion, it's probably a lot closer to 30%. We're going to talk about why that's the case a little bit later also. If you don't know why, I would encourage you to go back and watch the interview I did with Michael Saylor. He talked a lot about, uh, well, we mainly talked about why Bitcoin is so valuable, but on some of his other interviews, he's talked quite a bit about inflation, but I just want to show you a couple things on the chart, and then I'll throw it to Kelly here. Take a look at this market structure here. On Bitcoin, let's just do some historical analysis. We have r higher highs and higher lows forming on this chart. Now, it is possible that this is a bear flag that points down to $20,000, as Tim said. We saw a counter trend right here that pointed up, and this and this bull flag actually came to fruition. This would also be called a half-staff uh, half pattern. Uh, that, that's what some analysts would call this. It is possible that what we're seeing here 
is a counter trend that is going to continue the main trend. So we could see this drop us all the way down to 20K. And there is a part of me that feels like that might happen just because of how little um, enthusiasm there is in the space right now compared to a year ago. However, I would encourage you to ask yourself the question, does this market look like this market, this bear market where we're seeing lower highs and lower lows or equivalent lows? Does it look like this market where we're seeing lower highs and lower lows? Does it look like this market where we're seeing higher highs and higher lows? It looks like this market. This market led us into a major uptrend. Both of these markets led us further to the downside. What we see in the historical analysis is that whenever you see the market having a trend reversal, what ends up happening is you see higher highs and higher lows. This indicates to us that the bulls are starting to take charge. And you may have seen this chart before. I don't have it up right now, but I'll just go ahead and draw it for you. If you look at the last four years of major lows on Bitcoin, I'm just going to draw some of them here, then what you see happen is that every time Bitcoin sets a low, it sets a higher low. That's not to say that Bitcoin can't come down and break through one or, the, one or two of the more recent lows, but it is to say that eventually it sets a higher low. I highly, highly, highly doubt Bitcoin will ever go below $30,000 again. It's possible. It's very, very, very unlikely with how many hundreds of billions of dollars of investment are in this space. I was looking at Fireblocks a little bit recently, and I was looking at their funding. They just did a series E fund, if you don't know what it is, a crypto security firm. They just did a Series E funding round, which means their fifth funding round. They just raised $550 million. You might not, you've probably not even heard of Fireblocks because they're a back-end company that provides security software for other major companies. By the way, we're not sponsored by Fireblocks, just an example. They raised half a billion dollars like it's nothing. There is so much money in this space right now. If Bitcoin trades sideways, it should be going up 1% a month because that's at least what the US dollar inflation is. If Bitcoin trades sideways, it's losing value. What that means is that if it trades sideways, it's getting undervalued, which means that a rally is nigh inevitable, in my opinion. One thing I will mention that could indicate a shorter term correction is Lux Algo. If you look at Lux Algo, and by the way, if you haven't gotten Lux Algo, you are missing out. You need to get this indicator. It is phenomenal. It is the greatest trend indicator that I've ever used. I am not exaggerating. We know the CEO is a very good guy. His name's Sean. We just had lunch with them twice at, t at, uh, at uh, Bitcoin 2022. Lux Algo does give us a sell signal here, and it just confirmed it yesterday with this larger drop down to 40K. What that means is that we could see a prolonged drop down to 38 or 37. That is possible as the sell signal shows. However, I would be a little more careful with Lux Algo in this state as we are mainly in a, in a ranging sideways market. We're trending to the upside, but only slightly. We're basically in a ranging sideways upwards movement right now. So Lux Algo is not as prone to making the best calls right now as it would be because it is a trend indicator. For example, if you look at the sell signal here November 16th, that dropped the market as you can see, 40%. It's a very powerful indicator. It's just not being used to its strength at the moment. Luxalgo even called this downtrend over here on Cardano, and we can disregard a lot of these uh, false signals here, all the way down negative 69% because I would knock out and invalidate all three of those for a variety of reasons on Cardano. It's a great indicator. However, if you're reading Luxalgo and you're saying, oh gosh, there's a sell signal, it's going to drop a lot. Not necessarily the case. We could see Bitcoin bounce, mainly because Luxalgo is not going to be as accurate in a ranging market as it would be in a trending market market. However, it is still a very powerful indicator. And when we do go into an uptrend, it's going to be very helpful. And by the way, another update on the three daily chart, we are in just as strong of a buy signal right now as we have been on the three daily chart for a while. This is the 13th confirmed buy signal on the three daily chart for Bitcoin in the history of the crypto in the history of the Bitcoin chart going back 11 years. Only one of them has not played out bullish. This one is yet to be yet to be determined. So that is an 11 out of 12 percent accuracy. That's a 92 percent hit rate. That is a very powerful signal that we're looking at. I do believe Bitcoin will bottom out here in the next couple thousand dollars to the downside. But Kelly, what is your opinion? on the market. I know you probably have some on-chain metrics and different things that you want to show us. Where do you think the bottom is? Do you think we're going to hold this 38 to 40K region or do you think we're going to break below it? Well, I've got a couple things I'm going to run through rather quickly, but the number one thing I'm going to, that I noticed here on the chart is this right here, which is uh, so critical that we don't, we forget to look at this sometimes. And it's, if you, if you see these three lines I have marked here on the chart, what I've, where I've marked these lines is if you notice it's preceding basically a massive bullish surge. Now I wouldn't trade specifically on this metric, but it's this metric right down here. You see this across the bottom. Hey, this Kelly, is volume. Kelly, those lines yeah. can't be seen. 
I, uh, okay, I well, very I see them kind of, but can you make them thicker okay. or brighter? Well, well it's, it's okay. I, I can just move my mouse. You can see my mouse. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So right here, this 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 is the 20 day moving average of the of the volume. This is the as low as we've gotten right here. The last time we were this low was right here. And you see this jumping up right here, right here jumping up right here and then all the way back here in september 2013 preceding this massive because you know we talk about this we talk about this a lot in club DeFi as well in the uh in ta and in uh the uh trading course but you know the market is cyclical so when you have uh, a lot of times when we look at bollinger bands when we look constricting volatility market is cyclical so when we're having less volatility uh there tends to be a massive volatile move that explodes out of that same thing with volume when we're having very low volume at some point volume is going to come back in and then uh, give us that, that momentum to the upside. So that's the first thing I'm seeing here. And then the next thing uh, I'm seeing here is right here. Uh, I'm going to zoom in here to make this a little more legible uh, right here. Here we go. Uh, and that is uh, looking here at market cipher along with uh, this is on the weekly. Uh, these are, these are basically some of the key points I've been, I've been looking at. And you, as you can see, I have uh, two fibs that are drawn in here. One fib is from this top down to here. And this is where we're getting this golden pocket of resistance that we've talked about over and over again, around 52, 53,000. But then if we take a fib from this level right here to here, we basically are just bounced right off this level right here. This, uh, this is a golden retrace coming down from this top right here. And we basically bounce right at that golden fib. That doesn't mean we're absolutely going to hold it, but we are still in this uh, ascending wedge right here. And if we break through it, it just means that we're uh, testing this channel. And even within that channel, if we test the lower side of that, we would still be at a higher high, higher low, which is uh, this uh, chart that I showed at the very beginning of the stream. And so there's there's no structure that's broken yet. Uh, and then the last uh, thing I wanted to show is uh, uh, this right here. This is, <coughs> excuse me, from BTC Fuel. And he's basically outlined uh, the RSI as, as it relates to what's going on with the price action. Now, this is a slightly different pattern structure than we're having right here, but the waves and the moves essentially are still the same. Having this uh, dip coming down here, uh, bounce back up, coming down, uh, ranging. This was ranging in a descending wedge. This is more of a sideways. I wouldn't even call this it's it's such a long range that it's hard even to define it as a upward uh, you know ascending triangle or ascending wedge because it's more sideways than anything. But looking at the RSI, we have basically just bottomed out on the RSI as low as we have on these last three uh, sections that have led to uh, bullish movement. So whether this is bullish movement to stay within this channel or not, I I do think that we're bottom bottoming out in somewhat of a local uh, local low, uh, and that's you know that's supported by the on chain metrics. You know uh, exchange. Exchange balance is still coming down. Exchange net position change shows that there's still a lot of money coming off of exchanges, which is incredibly bullish. Uh, and then the last thing, of course, is this is a dry powder keg. This is a, the, the tether inflows or, or outflows. When you're having inflows, this is the opposite of the net position change with uh, people's coins. When there's inflows of USDT or USDC coming onto exchange, that's buying power coming onto the exchange to take advantage of the, these low sale prices. So I think we're ultimately in a bullish setup as scary as it seems. That's why I, I framed it that way at the beginning. It feels scary because we have our money and our time invested in these. But in all reality, if we just look at the data, the data is still showing uh, that uh, can we have downside from here? Yes. But even with more downside, the bullish metrics are still stacking up in our favor. Boom. There you go. Well, guys, let's go ahead and move on to reading some Super Chats. Thank you very much for all that, Kelly. And uh, maybe after we read Super Chats, we can address this whole weekly chart blood diamond thing because people keep asking about it on Market Cypher. So yeah. maybe we can look at that. Yeah. Maybe. I, I thought I saw a Super Chat, but I'm not seeing in the... Did you see a Super Chat earlier, Smay? I, 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 we have new members. That yeah, we definitely, definitely no, I don't think I know. I see. I thought I saw him. Maybe I'm. Well, um, I'm also tired, we can so. real quick say, uh, uh, welcome Groovy to welcome the membership. Groovy. Yeah, yeah, we have, we have three. Love you. Groovy is now a Jedi Youngling. Welcome, Groovy. Christopher Malvo is now Pretty a Jedi Youngling. Oh, welcome, Christopher and Malvo. I think we already talked about Kevin, but Kevin Flores is a Jedi Knight. We have three new Kevin members Flores. today. Heck yeah. Uh, when is the next uh, member stream? Is that this week? 
I think that, so. That is this week. This Thursday, that? for you all know? of our new members and all of our old members and all of our existing members, we are doing a, a live stream uh, just for you guys. Uh, and it has been good. We answer crypto questions. Sometimes we run away from hornets. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. you, you really never know. If you were there, you were there. You know, I haven't no. noticed one in a while. That, that scares me a little bit. I think we handled them. There was two in, within two days. I don't think it's handled. Those hornets were terrifying. All right. Well, if that's all we have, guys, we are. Let's see if we can't read a chat or two. Yeah, I'm looking to see if there's anything good in chat to get to. Let's see. Remember, guys, we read all the super chats. Go for it, Kelly. I can I can throw up the uh, the blood diamond thing while you're. Yeah, let's go ahead and look at the blood diamond thing. Guys, by the way, if you're enjoying today's stream, we have fifteen hundred people watching five hundred likes. That's not a bad ratio, but I know that we can get some more likes. Smash that like button if you were finding today's stream helpful and enjoyable. And let's see if we can get to seven hundred likes here in the next couple of minutes. Alrighty, so here we go. So we do have a blood diamond on the weekly. However, I, I was talking to Tim about it this morning. I don't necessarily, I don't take a blood diamond as uh, just like just like when we talk about Lux Dalgo or if we're talking about MACD and RSI or volume, none of these, none of these uh, independent signals, like for instance, on Luxalgo, when you get a sell signal that just says sell, that doesn't mean to sell. That means one metric that it's reading is saying sell, but then you look at the trend catcher, you look at the other things. Similarly, when you're looking at market cipher, this is a blood diamond showing that there's an ordinate amount or uh, irregular amount of sell pressure that's coming into the market, but you want you want to look at all the other data that you you have on the on 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 this indicator. And with Market Cipher, uh, we can see that uh, there was a large dip in the money flow, and this is crossing back uh, bearish. However, the 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 fact of the matter is. Uh, when you get blood diamonds on the weekly, uh, because because we're trading within a range. And there's support directly at where we're at right now. If you if you missed have it take if you're going to sell or take a short, if you missed the opportunity to take it uh, before this fall happened, you're, you you don't want to you don't want to take a sell or take a buy in any part of a market cycle structure when you're in a push phase. And this right here, you basically are in the middle of a push phase. We're already at support, so you're already back down here looking for either a potential buy opportunity. Or if it breaks that level of support that we were talking about before, with these uh, with these levels of support on this uh, on the lower portion of this pattern, uh, you see we're right at this level. You could I would wait until we broke this to take uh, any sort of sell or short position because because we're already in the middle of this move. So this I wouldn't worry about this. We do have a strong down pressured uh, DB, DBSI, but with all the other bullish metrics that are showing massive sort of support. I wouldn't take this at face value. Now, if you come down on the daily, uh, there's not, there's no blood diamond. This is already flipping, you know, looking at candle patterns because candle patterns, in addition to whatever indicator you're using are a great way to get uh, more fidelity, more high resolution on what's happening within the chart. Uh, And this is already showing a a bit of weakness. If we come down more on the four hour, we could see this already, you know, already had a a flipping of a narrative just on the, on the structure of what's happening in the candle patterns because we did have a blood diamond this came down but this is already showing weakening weakening move to the downside it's coming back up so this potentially could be forming a, a double w pattern basically double bottom on this move so do we have a blood diamond on the weekly? Yes. But zooming in on the four hourly, look, we also have a green dot uh, momentum shifting back to the upside. So I wouldn't take this as a, as a exiting a position if you haven't already or a short position. I would agree with you. I think we need to be careful about taking one indicator at face value, even a powerful indicator like Marcus Cipher or Lux Algo. I think it's very important that we look at a multitude of factors. And if we look at a multitude of factors, then we realize that Bitcoin is in a very, uh, it's in a phase where there's not a ton of interest in the space, but it's also in a phase where we are seeing a lot of on-chain metrics and there are a lot of fundamental metrics and even a lot of technical metrics that are calling for movements to the upside. Really quickly here, we're going to read Tom Wilkes because he just super chatted 20 bucks. Thank you very much, Tom Wilkes. And then we're going to move on into our next segment. Tom Wilkes said, 
continue of ye- continuation of yesterday's strike Apple rumors. I have a feeling that Apple will build their own, but make it proprietary. Must have iPhone, Mac to use. Thoughts? I agree with you, Tom. That's what I was saying yesterday on the stream, is that if Apple is going to adopt Bitcoin through Apple Pay, they're probably going to do it proprietary because Apple prefers to do things in-house. I completely agree with that. But really quickly, guys, I'm going to bring you a word from our sponsor, and then we are going to go ahead and keep moving on here. Guys, this is from CoinChange again. CoinChange is the best place for DeFi investors because in just two clicks, you can be invested in the DeFi ecosystem, earning yield. CoinChange allows you to earn interest on your crypto, and they've made it incredibly easy. Not only is it very easy, when you sign up, you're also going to get a $40 USDC entry bonus. With CoinChange, you can earn up to 20% on USDT, USDC, Bitcoin, Ethereum, and more. There's no lockup. Money is compounded daily. There are no tiers, no CFI trading or lending, and I believe there's virtually zero market risk. They handle everything in the back end. They have a team of researchers, and I had the wonderful pleasure of interviewing their CEO named Maxim. That interview will be coming out before you know it. And if you are interested in learning more, you can check the link in the description box down below. As you can see, there are no fees on crypto trades for a limited time only. Check them out. If you're looking to earn some yield on your stable coins, it's a great place to do so. Because here's the thing, if you're holding a cash account, as you should be, you should have a trading portfolio, an investing portfolio, and a cash portfolio to make the best of trades. If you're holding money in a cash portfolio or in a stable coin portfolio, why not put those stable coins into a place where you can earn 16.7% or 18.2% yield, depending on the current state of the market? Definitely ought to do that. Check out CoinChange with the link below. But guys, let's go ahead and jump on into this discussion on uh, on inflation. As you guys know, there was an announcement that was made. Inflation continued to worsen in March as gas and rent costs rise. Prices were 8.5% higher in March than a year earlier. We're seeing quite a bit of inflation coming in. I guess when everybody was getting stimulus checks, that may have caused some inflation. When you have to print $6 trillion to keep the economy moving instead of putting an actual fit. You know what? We got to we got to kick it in four-wheel drive for this discussion. I'm going to get heated, guys. It's going to, man, I am so tired of people destroying our money. That's why we love Bitcoin. If you have not bought Bitcoin, buy Bitcoin. There's only one solution, and it's Bitcoin. It is the greatest solution to one of the biggest problems that humanity has ever faced, especially financially. Bitcoin will fix this problem of inflation, but you need to be in it to actually experience it. Point is, we've seen major increases in inflation. In fact, if we look over here on BLS.gov, that is the Bureau of Labor Statistics. These are the people that report CPI. You can see on all items, it is currently sitting at 8.5% as reported. You can see food is sitting at 8.8%. And the real kicker is energy sitting at 32%. That's gas prices going up. That's natural gas prices going up. That is electricity prices going up. All of those energy prices are going through the roof for a multitude of reasons that I'm not going to get into. Some of them geopolitical having to do with Russia. Russia being one of the largest oil and gas exporters in the world, also having to do with there not being enough drilling in America. A lot of things go into that, but a lot of it also does come down to the debasement of the currency through major money printing and slam to the floor inflate, uh, slam to the floor interest rates over the last two years. Other major categories, less than food and energy sitting at 6.5%. So it's food and energy that are driving up this inflation number to 8.5%. Now, the thing that is pretty scary here on U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics is this number right here. When I was doing some research, I noticed this number. It says plus 1.2% CPI uh, in March of 2022. You look at that and you might say, okay, okay, since last year, interest inflation's up 1.2%. Hmm, that's pretty high. But then you click on this little chart right here and it brings you over to this chart right here and you scroll down and you realize, may I, you might have to adjust the screen to see this. You see this little bitty chart over here that shows you monthly, year-over-year, annualized inflation changes. What that just means is that from February to February, it was one number. And then from March to March, it was another number. Take the difference. That's where you get these numbers. January, we saw an increase of 0.6%. February, we saw an increase of 0.8%. March, we saw an increase of 1.2%. I'm no technical analyst. Oh, wait, I am. So my job is to do trend analysis. That looks like that number is going up. And based on the amount of money that was printed over the last two years and the fact that it takes sometimes 10 years for inflation to fully kick in because the economy of the world is a major system, that number is likely only going to continue to increase. And by the way, most people didn't realize this, but it's been this bad for a while. It just hasn't been 1% in the entire record of this going back 10 years. We were looking at 0.6%, 0.7%, 0.9% in April, May, and June of last year, 0.9% in October, 0.7% in November, 0.6% in December. Now we've seen 1.2%. We have never before in the last 10 years seen a 1.2%, even anything higher than a 0.9% increase in inflation annualized in a 
a single month. I told you guys that inflation is going up by 1% a month. Well, now we have the proof of that. BLS, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, came out and announced it officially. And they've gone ahead and proven it. Proven it. And by the way, while we're looking at inflation data, you've probably noticed that CPI does not include real estate. The reason that they say that is because consumer price index is supposed to include a basket of consumer goods. Homes are not consumer goods. They are assets. So sometimes they include rent and mortgage prices, but they don't include the actual home value. That is a big mistake, in my opinion, in CPI because home data, home prices are a big part of this. People used to be able to afford a three-bedroom, two-bathroom home for their family. Now you can't do that on an average American income. If you look over here on Fred, you can look at real residential property prices for the United States. Quarter one of 2022, this number was sitting at 94 points. Quarter four of last year, it was sitting at 101. We don't have data for quarter one of 2022 yet, but it's likely going to be more like 120 points. That means that we are up over 25% nationwide, at least, if not more, on housing prices in less than two years. That is 12% inflation a year in the re in the real estate market, which is even worse than what we're reporting in the uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics over here with CPI. A lot of people think that, oh man, my house value is going up. That's great. No, your, your home value is not going up. The value of the currency that you're denominating it in is going down. Michael Saylor talked about this in one of his interviews. He talked about how the home that he owns and I believe it's Miami, is worth $50 million. It was sold in 1933 for $100,000. Is the home worth that much more, or is the currency worth that much less? It's probably a little bit of both, but it's mainly the debasement of the currency because we're trying to pay for things that we just can't afford. Here's the deal. <laughs> I told you I was going to get heated. There is one solution, guys, to this. There's one solution to the to the entropic decay of the value of our currency for the physicists out there. There's one solution, and it's called Bitcoin. It is the only thermodynamically sound digital energy conservation system that we have. What that means in English is that it is the only system that does not leak value every year through inflation. Bitcoin is the only proven system in the history of mankind that does not leak value because of inflation. That is a revolutionary concept that does not exist in the physical world. Even gold is inflated 2% a year through mining. That means over the course of 30 to 50 years, you're going to lose half of your value in gold because of the mining thereof. So that's not very helpful because that just barely combats inflation on a good year, which is supposed to be 2%. Now it's sitting at 8.5%. The only answer is Bitcoin. So that's why we see things like Bitcoin going up and up and up and up and up over the years. So the reason we talk about inflation so much is because it is the reason that Bitcoin was created. Not the only reason, but the main reason that Bitcoin was created. Bitcoin was created to be the financial sovereignty solution to the financial insovereignty system that we have called the international banking system, the international monetary system, and the current state of the economy under Keynesian economic models. This blood diamond that we're seeing on the weekly chart for, uh, on weekly chart for market cipher, great. Let Bitcoin drop because then we're going to get to buy more. Then we're going to get to load up our bags and go to the moon with Bitcoin when Bitcoin goes to a million dollars in 2022 US dollars by the end of the decade. I do believe that that will happen and it's going to happen because of these insane inflation statistics. Tim, what are your thoughts of inflation going up 1.2% in less than 30 days? You know, it's funny. Uh, we actually talked about this in a video I shot, a, I think a, a little over a month ago. Uh, you want to hear some good news? 8.5 is actually a phenomenal number for the total. And the run on the why is because economists who have constantly been under predicting, like last month when we saw the number was 7.9, economists had predicted 7.2 or, or 7.6, somewhere in that region. Then it was 7.9. They actually, a lot of economists were predicting nine or higher. So the fact that we only have 8.5 is actually kind of funny that we're, we're going down. But why is it? Why did it go up so high? We talked about that also in that video, and that is that we thought, or some people thought, that the war in Ukraine and the impacts of the war in Ukraine had impacted March's numbers. No, they had only begun to impact them. We're actually just now seeing the impact of that war and what it's doing to the economy. So uh, I'm not surprised, Jeb. I'm actually to be honest, a little relieved that the number was only 8.5. And that's funny to say because that's the highest number we've seen since the 1980s. And yet there was a lot of concern it could have been way worse. But kind of echoing even something you said a little bit earlier, uh, people need to wake up and people are going to wake up. 
Bitcoin is a hedge against inflation. The truth is when there isn't FUD in the market, when there's high inflation, the Bitcoin price actually goes up. It's when power comes back to the US dollar. It's when we're talking about these interest rate hikes that would give power back to the US dollar. That's what's flooding people out and saying, I don't know if I wanna be in these risky assets, but here's what people need to remember. And uh, you guys already know this, so it's not even about remembering, it's about, hey, I need to consciously have this on the tip of my brain when I'm thinking about my risk assessment and if I actually wanna get into Bitcoin right now or I wanna hold US dollars. Let's say they do start to fix inflation. Let's say these interest rates go up high, the power of the US dollar continues to come in. That's not good for the economy, but it is good. If we're just talking about what's good for the US dollar, it is good for the US dollar but it will die again. Someone will come in, whether it's Powell in this current Fed, uh, or is it another person that's elected in the position, they will continue to pump out dollar bills, they will continue to raise inflation, and then we'll be in this mess all over again. Why are we continuing to kick the can down the road and say, well, they're trying to fix it now, so let me let me not invest in Bitcoin, let me actually even liquidate some Bitcoin and put it back to US dollars, I'm raising value. No, the dollar might get better over the next couple of months, maybe over the next year, but it's gonna start dying again. It's time for us as a people to go ahead and wake up and say, there is no solution. You keep saying there's a solution. You keep temporarily fixing it like a Band-Aid on a wound or like a pacifier in the baby's mouth, but sometime it's going to implode. And I'm going to wish that I had beforehand said, you know what? Even if the U.S. dollar starts to get power, I'm done with the U.S. dollar. I'm done investing in the U.S. dollar. I'll use it for what I need to to continue to survive and feed my family. But past that, I'm moving my money into something that's way more sound, and that's Bitcoin. You know what would be a great thing is if there was an amendment passed for, one, a balanced budget, and two, that you were not allowed to print any more U.S. dollars without a, without a supermajority vote from Congress. That right there would help to solve the problem. But even that wouldn't be enough because that is written in human handwriting, and that can be changed, and that can be overturned. You know what? can't be changed the programming of Bitcoin because you can't go around and change 100 million computers that it's on and the programming thereof. Bitcoin is the most sound money that was ever created. Even an amendment to the United States Constitution would not be as powerful as Bitcoin as the backing, sorry, not the backing, as the official currency of, of the US dollar, of the United States. The only reason that that probably won't happen is because Bitcoin does not have the transactional throughput to maintain a sovereign nation of 330 million people. But it's token, excuse me, it's economics of the, of its sound money principle is something that we very much need to be implemented. With that said, though, let's go ahead and move on to a couple of other um, uh, topics here. Kelly, we have some outflow metrics here that we want to talk about. Can you just, in 60 seconds, tell us a little bit about what the outflow metrics are doing? You talked about it a little bit more, but just give us a reminder. Well, I mean, the outflow, the outflows are showing that there's still people that are moving uh, coins off exchange. And uh, for for if, if you're new to this channel or maybe you just need a reminder, uh, when people are moving coins onto exchange, whether they're doing it to manipulate the, the narrative or they're actually looking to sell, uh, the, the fact of the matter is you can't sell your coin if it's sitting on in your cold wallet. So when you're starting to see a lot of inflows to exchange, that's showing uh, essentially, uh, especially if you're looking at it as compared to to uh, charts uh, against a price graph, uh, price graph, uh, it tends to insinuate that uh, people are uh, looking to exit the market, whether it's taking profits or just exit the market uh, to move into USDT or whatever, because they think there's going to be uh, a large downturn in price. When coins are coming off exchange, uh, as you know, has been happening happening the last three months. Uh, it's actually remarkable to see the prices uh, sustained where it's at, as scary as it's going down. Uh, the, the market narrative based on their actions is showing that people are, whether or not price is moving up or down, people are shifting their mentality in on mass uh, that uh, it's it's a smarter it's a smarter play and strategy to hold your coins. This is new, 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 uh, new coins as well. In addition to that, the big, uh, the, the, uh, supply percentage on exchange is going down, which means there's less supply. In addition to that, there's a less coins, uh, there's less reward that's happening, uh, due to the last happening. Uh, so the, the supply, the liquid supply shock is just through the roof. Uh, and so the very small amount of sellers that there are is what's causing this small, uh, the, this, these yeah. small downturns on price. So that's that's where all the on-chain metrics and on-chain analysts are seeing, regardless of what price is, is showing, that the, the bullish narrative in terms of the psychology of the market is maturing like massively right now. So uh, when this supply shock hits uh, and this, this small amount of short-term sellers uh, 
basically are exhausted, the price action is going to be remarkably incredible going in uh, to the next uh, uh, parabolic uptrend. Absolutely. And and by the way, because I haven't said it in five minutes, no, I I think 8.5% is a completely fudged metric. I, I may have forgotten to say that in this discussion about inflation. Real inflation is probably more like 20 to 30, maybe even 40%. You can say whatever you want, CPI, uh, Bureau of Labor Statistics. It's just not true. If you look at yeah, the Michael, price of just Michael Saylor even commented up. on that too, didn't well, he? he talks about Michael it all the time. He's the one that said, he's the one that thinks it's 50%. Yeah. It's going to 100% before you know it. And he's probably right, to be honest with you. Michael Saylor talks all the time about how inflation statistics are completely and totally ridiculous. And I completely agree with you. By the way, I just want to read you a couple of headlines here really quickly, and then we're going to move into Super Chats. Uh, Michael Jordan's team is going to be doing an NFT launch on Ripple XRP's ledger. This is how out of the game I am. I was like, didn't Michael Jordan retire like five years ago? I looked at he retired in two thousand three. I don't watch basketball, guys. I don't. I don't. I don't watch much sports ball. I want to play more sports ball, but you know, I just, I just don't do it that much. But the point is, his team is going to be working to build an NFT line. That is definitely a big deal. Michael Jordan's name carries a huge amount of weight in the sports world, but also just in the world in general. Another thing that's pretty cool here: top executive left the anti crypto Bank of England to join the crypto custodian Fireblocks. As I told you earlier, Fireblocks. <laughs> just raised $550 million. I guess if you can't beat him, you should join them. He left his 16-year career at one of the most prestigious banks on the planet. The Bank of England, if I remember correctly, is like 450 years old, so you don't get much more prestigious than that. We've also got Robinhood listing new coins, Compound, Polygon, Shiba Inu, and Solana. And we also have a story over here about a couple of Bitcoin packs that are aiming to vote out anti-crypto politicians like Elizabeth Warren. I've been saying for a while, and uh, Pastor David of Valuetainment's been saying for a while, that uh, Bitcoin is turning into its own political party. I completely agree with that. As Kelly was talking about, uh, exchange outflows just hit $132 million. A lot of great things going on behind the scenes. CPI data in, uh, indicating massive inflation is a bad thing for the, for the United States economy, but it's actually a very good thing for Bitcoin because it just proves the point to more and more people who are looking for hedges against inflation. As you exemplify the problem, then the solution becomes much more valuable, and that is why Bitcoin is going to do well in the next three years. But let's go ahead and read some super chats. You know, one thing I was going to say before we get there even, I think people need to remember, as scared as we are about the Bitcoin price, and when I say we, I'm not talking about myself necessarily or this team, but I'm talking about we, the retail investors. Retail investors are freaked out right now. The Fear and Green Index is down to 20 today. By the way, that's bullish in and of itself. That's very bullish. But we're freaked out. Do we not think that the banks and the centralized systems are scared to death? Why do we think this guy is leaving the English bank to to go into crypto? The reason why is because bankers are freaked out. They are terrified of Bitcoin. And what's funny is they get to post the articles and, and create the narrative that tries to scare you Bitcoin holders out. But they're more terrified than even you are. But unfortunately, they have tactics that seem to be working that scare people out of this market. But Absolutely. Anyway, let's keep going on, though. Uh, we did the Tom Wilkes one already, so I wasn't able to get rid of these one. But we have Wild Trader. He just gave a donation. I don't see any comment from him. So Wild Trader, well, if you have you. a thought, let me know. Daniel Cantillo, I think is what we decided we we're going with his name. It's pronounced as, good morning, guys. I'm super interested in this new project called, okay, I think you did this yesterday, Philcoin. Perhaps Kelly knows of it. Would you love to hear your thoughts on this? I actually looked it up Ew, because I felt like it and okay, uh, what I'm able to what I was able to read is that it is a coin that is combining cryptocurrency and philanthropy and it is uh, the official coin of the SDG impact fund that's all I know about it I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing so uh, it's, it's but, philanthropy but it's it's involved in philanthropy had you ever heard of it Kelly uh, I mean, I did. I, I people keep on the channel. They keep bringing it up. So I did look into it. Yeah, it's. I mean, uh, it's May nailed it. It's. It's all. It's basically all about driving philanthropy. But the question there is, and I'm not. I'm not. I don't want to. I don't want to uh, cast any aspersions on it. However, uh, it, just like anything, and, and Jeb can tell you. Anybody that's ever run a business can tell you, it is uh, near impossible to be the project, whether it's a computer project, a social media company. Uh, any business to where you drive uh, not only the narrative, but that that you are the one that 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 goes viral and becomes the thing for for that niche. And so, with this coin, uh, I don't know how strong their community uh, engagement is, and I don't know how strong. Uh, I, I'll, I'll, I'll 
I'll give you my word. I'll look into uh, the growth of it, uh, you know, because if we can see if there's any sort of a trend, just like we do trend analysis, yeah. a trend in growing uh, addresses and participation and users and volume, uh, then it potentially could be a good project. But uh, otherwise, they're competing in a in a sector that is, you know, there's nine, nine, nine to twelve thousand coins. Uh, so people are going to be more interested, unfortunately, in uh what the best project's going to be, not uh, in terms of what's going to drive their asset, uh, you know, asset growth. Uh, so I, I don't know if it's a good investment or not. I don't know if it's even potentially a Ponzi scheme uh, or if it's actually, uh, uh, you know, I don't know what their metrics are, even on uh, how much money they're they're actually driving and giving away to philanthropy. So I would be reluctant until I look to deeper into it. Yeah. We have one more that just came in. Martine Siebels said hello and blessings. Hello and blessings, oh, Martine Siebels. You guys want to hear something really uh, uh, sad? What? I just realized. What? Uh, In all of my tiredness, I completely forgot that today was a uh, prediction day. Oh wow! Oof. And I did not remind Gosh. anyone to put in their predictions. Oof, that's true today. So what do Wait, we, hey, we we could do a quick one. Everybody, look at the charts. Well, but that's what the thing is, if we hear each other's predictions, then we can play. So, do, should we make a, a temporary rule of like uh, the last winner? Who was the last winner? Was it me? So, so Kelly might get to choose which order he wants to predict in, but then we maybe set a boundary of like we can't choose within a certain number of another person's prediction. It's, yeah, I think it should be at least thousand dollars. Well, that's a wide range. That's a wide that's range. Four thousand dollars. All right, five hundred bucks. Five hundred bucks. I say five hundred bucks. Okay. So, no so long, Kelly, no Kelly, you choose box. you choose the order of how you want us to predict it since you were the last winner. I mean, I'll, I'll go first since I won the last one, and that way you guys can who's try second, to compete with my excellent choice. Who's sure. second, third, and fourth? I'll uh, go second because I'm. Uh, I'll go first, and then uh, Smay, and then uh, Tim, then Jeb. All right, sounds good. All righty. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, what Friday? Mm. Yeah. Uh, this this is a tough one. I'm gonna say uh, forty five. Forty five. Forty-five thousand. Okay, so no one can no one can be within five hundred of that. So Smay, you're up. Thirty. I probably should also record these. Eight. Hmm. Well, good thing they are recorded on YouTube. Well, that's true. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. You know, I I like the other side of what. Ke- so there's a zone I have on my chart. I'm gonna go instead of forty-five like Kelly did. On the other side of that zone, but I want to go even maybe 500 lower than that. I'm gonna say 43.5, 43.500. I think okay, we're gonna rally, okay, but I think okay, by fr- I don't think Friday's gonna be enough time for us to get. I do like Kelly's prediction. I just don't know if we get that high by then. Mm. I'm gonna say 42 thousand dollars. 42 thousand dollar. 42 thousand dollar. I want to show one thing on the chart just to make sure people are uh, aware of this. Even though I call for 45, this is critical that we need to pay attention to right now. This trend line right here, uh, when you're doing any sort of pattern trading, we are finding rejection on this line right now. So this could be a confirmation of this flipping to resistance. And if that's the case, then this could, this could, I mean, uh, Smay could be one taking this one home, yeah. uh, you know, because this could be rejected down here. But if this bullish uh, undercurrent, uh, you know, takes takes hold and we uh, go up from here, then I, I definitely think 45 is in the card. But any of us, all, all four of us have a very equal shot uh, in this. It just depends on what the market decides to do. You know, I, I will say this is something to keep an eye on. It's been a minute. Smay has been the highest predictor or closer to the higher predictors in a while. He's the lowest again. Yeah, that was scary. an old tactic. Although I'm his. one removed from winning. I'm like the Lakers. So I because I won the last so the one it's before it's Kelly. True. So maybe maybe this is a maybe this is a new wave. Yeah. Well, there we go, guys. We got one more super chat. Then we're gonna wrap it out. I want to make sure I get these numbers correct, Jeb. You said forty-two. I said forty-two five. Forty-two five. I don't know. Check the tape. We'll have to check it. Check the know tape. Che- I, I thought you said forty-two. I'll, yeah, I'll, I thought yeah. you said forty-two five. I thought I said. 42, I'll, I'll, I'll look up here and just saying. So we did have just super chat come in. Yes, we did. Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Cody Kuhn. 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 Look at look into DFX finance. All I'm gonna say. Okay, that's oh, all. That's he all might be onto something. That's all he's gonna he say. He might be onto something. He might be onto something. I have no idea what that project is. Um, <laughs> it's ranked three thousand four hundred one. It's ranked. It's got a seven million dollar market cap. Oh, hey, 
Oh, all I'm saying is stuff like that. He says. He says. All I'm saying. I wonder if that's going to make say. us all bajillionaires. He said that's all, all I'm going to say. Bajillionaires. All I'm going to say. Taylor Warren said 42k. Okay. Is that her prediction? Or is that just what she? That's what she said. said. I don't know. That's what she typed in chat. Or is that is that what she's calling out? What you said, Jeff? I say let I us know. know. What did what he say? We'll he have say to go back and check. I think I thought I said 42.5, but I want 42.5, but uh, I might have said 42. We'll go with whatever I said the first time. Honestly, get it to him. Get it to him. Yeah, generous mood. Okay. 42.5. Thank you very much. 42.5 Give it to me. It's not like we're fighting. If I had said 43, I might have a little bit of a stickler with that okay. one, but we have a thousand different There we channels, go. So. Well, guys, if you enjoyed today's stream, smash that like button. Let's see if we can't get to 800 likes for the end of the stream. Guys, thank you so very much for tuning in. Make sure to check out our sponsor, Coin Change, and make sure to follow us on all of our Instagram, all of our social media on Instagram and Twitter at CryptoJeb, at CryptoJeb Official over on TikTok. And look forward to Club DeFi, dude. We have been looking forward to this launch for the last two years. It's finally here. We've, we had 500 people sign up to join the beta within 12 hours. We only took 200 seats. So all of you guys are going to be able to get in very quickly. It's going to be a great time. We're going to have a great community over there. There's community features. We're going to be doing teachings. We're going to be releasing a course every single month, if not even more often than that. We have webinars. We have a Discord. Like I said, I already said, a Discord. We have office hours. We have so many things going on. We cannot wait to do Club DeFi with all of you guys. It's going to be a great time. Get hyped for it. Tom Wilkes donated again. He said, you guys already know that these corrections don't scare me at all. I've been rereading the Bitcoin standard since I got back, and maybe everyone should do the same. Absolutely. The fear will fade. Absolutely, guys. This is a movement that is completely unstoppable. This train will not stop until it gets to the station of taking over the entire broken international monetary and financial systems. And for all of you guys that are on board this train, you're riding the train of Bitcoin, you're going to be very glad you did when you make a lot of money and when you take the power over your finances back into your own hands. Any final thoughts, guys, before we wrap it out? That's it. I think uh, we're good. Uh, I we appreciate you all. I'm gonna be all. reading the Bitcoin Standard here soon. Do it as well. It's a so great book, good. guys. Before we go, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always. And I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. Hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJet. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at MacFee Media.